and boom goes the Episode 51 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, it's the 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 observed anniversary of Dynamite tonight. We are observing anniversaries, and man, I gotta tell you, I just flew in from Indianapolis, Indiana, and boy, are my arms tired. Why the hell were you in Indy? I was at um, a little wrestling show called uh, The Collective. Oh, God, um, no. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> Paul, what have you done? <laughs> no, I did not go to The Collective. I was like, um, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I feel like... fine, hopefully. But um, I think we would be remiss if we did not open this week's episode with a little discussion on The Collective itself. Um, I, I agree. Some of the fallout from it. First of all, did you watch any of the collective? Uh, no, I did not because um, I, 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 it has to be said um, beyond New Japan and the weekly episode of Dynamite, my interest in watching any other wrestling right now is kind of at an all time low. Okay, and, right and you know, I, I've spoken to other folks that I think feel the same way, and probably some listeners of, the, of this podcast may feel the same way. And I didn't think i felt the same way until this weekend um and, and you watched is, 12 shows was, i did well no actually i only watched one show and oh. that was all i and here's the thing one was all i needed um <laughs> and it was and, and i'm not gonna say the wrestling show itself was bad because it was not the wrestling that took place within the show was very very good so what show did you uh, watch i watched effie's big gay brunch okay it was great a uh, really nice showcase of of talents. Uh, Cassandro was was awesome. Cassandro wrestling Sunny Kiss, fantastic, great stuff, right? I did kind of so, wish I saw that match. And it was awesome. It was worth watching. Uh, there was there was some great stuff. There's a lot to like. However, uh, watching it in the environment, the indoor arena, all concrete, all inside, like maybe a quarter, half capacity, something like that, but. It just made me uncomfortable, man, and, and it really made me put into perspective what lengths people are going to and being asked to go to uh, for independent wrestling, and it just doesn't feel worth it. You know, and I, that, I, that's and this is what sucks for me. Like, what the worst part is, I'm not, I can't blame talent or even promoters to a degree because the circumstances and the systems and the mechanisms which run our country is what has led to people like wrestlers needing to do things like this in order to make ends meet. Uh, they should be being paid to stay at home like the rest of us should be as well. 
Uh, you know, it's no different in wrestling and the carny nature of pro wrestling kind of taking hold within a pandemic just feels extra like slimy. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I was kind of aggrieved to find out that the collective was happening indoors because, uh, you know, GCW's show up till now in Indy have all been outdoors. So yeah, I had it. So I had it in my head. It was going to be outdoors. And uh, I know I know the fairgrounds pretty well. And wait, now, wait, it was the state fairground. Or it was the Marion County fairground. I have no idea. I don't know my Indiana well enough okay, to tell you. Because I, I, I know, know it's going to be indoors. I can tell you that. I uh, didn't know it was going to be indoors, but I assumed the venue was much bigger. Yeah. When they I, said like arena, I thought, oh, like arena, like something like maybe a little bit smaller than the Sears Center, like the MGM Grand Garden, like something like a big arena, like a big building with a, like a very few amount of people is yeah. kind of what I, I thought. And it was not that. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a school gym sized concrete building yeah I, I think it was actually the marion county fairgrounds not the, so, not, not okay. the state fair so, so the so, state fairgrounds i'm a little more familiar with so we have this happen multiple AEW talents are there sunny kiss aforementioned uh orange cassidy john moxley and i believe some others that are on the roster were over there as well or that at least appear on AEW dark um inevitably a wrestler tests positive for covid and, uh, you know, that wrestler was around a lot of the shows this weekend. So here we go. Now, whether Moxley or Sonny or Orange have been tested really is irrelevant by this point because there really hasn't been enough time for symptoms or, or for a positive test to manifest itself necessarily if you've been exposed, especially John Moxley, who was there on what, Sunday night? I, I don't know because I honestly, yeah, I completely Bloodsport forgot that blood, I forgot that yeah, blood, blood sport was sport. happening. Bloodsport was Sunday night, so that would have been his his exposure time. So really, we don't necessarily know. Uh, so now we have that to worry about. Also, um, it, there's uh, uh, allegations of an independent wrestler with ties to All Elite Wrestling groping a gear maker as well. So the collective was a real fucking disaster, it appears like, and, and you hate to see it. It's really unfortunate, and it did give me some perspective as a wrestling fan, but not the good kind, and I'm still trying to uh, – I'm coming to terms with that. I'm coming to grips with it. You, you know, know I, I don't know. It, I mean, I mean, I, I saw a lot of people enjoy what was going on on the show – on the shows, I should say. There was a lot of good wrestling that took place, and again, this isn't necessarily the fault of individual talents who you know, only get to wrestle so often now and have to make money. Because that's the world we live in, right? So I'm not just going to fault them or be like that. But the circumstances that led to it are bad. The execution, I don't think, was good. Uh, and it led to bad things happening, apparently. So Yeah, and again, I, I was like I said, I was pretty aggrieved to find out this show was indoors. I, I thought it was going to be so out. I had it in my there, head it was going to be lot, outdoors. Um, there, there's a lot going on there. And to... To fucking try to take advantage of somebody, you know, at a time when people are supposed to be extra careful during a pandemic is like especially slimy and like really fucked up. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, as, as an independent wrestling fan, someone who defends and supports an independent wrestling and tries to, you know, show it to my friends and, and people uh, and loved ones. Uh, I, I'm very disappointed as a fan in how everything turned out this weekend and. You know, it's going to take me some time before I'm ready to like dive, you know, back into independent wrestling as like a fully de uh, devoted fan at this point. 
Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you you can kind of see my perspective now. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> a, absolutely. A and I, and I, and it you know it took a little longer to hit me than some other folks, but yeah, man, you just can't do it this way. I think you know some of like those Warrior Outdoors shows or whatever like seemed okay, although they had their own COVID issues doing that too. So it just seems like maybe we shouldn't be running these things, and AEW probably shouldn't either. This show that we're reviewing shouldn't have people in the crowd either. But here we fucking are, man. No, I, it's I, like, I what do we? No ethical consumption, right? And there's especially as a, as a fan of professional wrestling, there's just no ethical consumption. No, no, you're 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 completely right on that. And yeah, I mean, this is this is what we're going to deal with. I mean, I, I I'm coming to grips with it, you know. And you know, you know, John Arnold and I will discuss this on. I think uh, we're doing a busting balls this weekend. Um, but I mean, we're we're getting you know positive COVID tests in football now too with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Has tested oh, positive, um, and, and, but he's gone back to Turin, uh, you know, for for you know to to, to rejoin Juve, Juventus, and they've had a COVID t- another positive COVID test uh, with uh, U.S. men's national team midfielder Weston McKenney testing positive this morning. Um, but there was just a big brouhaha in Italy because Juventus were were being pricks to Napoli, who were unable to travel because they had a COVID and, and outbreak. Italians, Italy classically uh, had such a great time with COVID this year. Yeah, so, right. Well, uh, now Juve's had. Yeah, well, now uh, Juve's having. Well. Yeah, so so Napoli gets docked a point for not making the match. Uh, Juve gets handed a three nil okay. forfeit win, but now Juventus has a covid outbreak and so i'm wondering if crotone the the club that they're next due to face is going to get the same courtesy i'm going to guess probably not but you know that's a subject for another show so yes it is i because i i mean i understood some of those words but as far as putting them all together man you got me well the the, the point is that that now 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 the italian league is going to you know change the rules for juventus you know (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, it's it's amazing to hear about like uh, sports leagues getting docked points and, you know, even any kind of action being taken, whether it's the right or the wrong way, because, you know, here in America, we have the NFL just like basically trying to hide positive results at every turn and just yeah. keep on, you know, keep marching along, keep playing. Uh, Major League Baseball shouldn't have played this season under these circumstances and hasn't done a really great job either. Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers are behind the, the game NBA. Now, see, the know? NBA and NHL using the bubbles seem to do pretty well. Yeah. I and do Major League, give them... and Major League Soccer. Don't forget them. They were the first oh, one to yeah. use the bubble. So sorry, sorry, Major League Soccer. You're forgotten too often. Yeah. Salute to Major League Soccer. All right, we're doing a wrestling podcast. We are. So let's uh, real quick before we get into this show, let's revisit a point from last episode. Which is on Friday? Did you see uh, Orange Cassidy, Hulk Cabana, and Evil Uno of the Dark Order both tweet out some pretty explicit things about New Japan Pro Wrestling? They did. They are they're having a little fun with it after we talked about last week's episode and if that uh, relationship is you know uh, starting to flourish a little bit or we're going to see more out of it. Uh, some of the talent took it upon themselves to tease us a little bit because they know we're talking about it. Yeah. That's the thing is they know what the internet's talking about, so they're having some fun. Uh, you know, notice that it was you know the wrestlers who are also pretty good posters that were getting in on this. Yeah, so I mean, is anything going to happen? I don't know. I do know that uh, New Japan wrestler El Fantasmo uh, made two tweets uh, specifically, 
I was sensibly talking about his workout, but he he referenced both AEW Dynamite and Full Gear in those hmm. tweets. So that's pretty good too. So. Like yeah. Um, I think at this point it's just posting, but I would love to see something come to fruition there. So with that, did you watch Dark this week? No, but I did watch the first episode of AEW Dynamite earlier today. Oh. So uh, AEW released that on their YouTube channel, so I played it on the stream at twitch.tv slash thickflare where you can find me previewing AEW Dynamite, checking out AEW Dark, and all things AEW every Wednesday before Dynamite as well as this podcast after we do it all day on Wednesdays. But yeah, it was, it was really interesting to see where they were, where they are production wise. Uh, you know, the way the shows are timed out, the way promos are timed now, uh, definitely some big differences, how some wrestlers have progressed, how some wrestlers have regressed and also Jason Muse and Kevin Smith. <laughs> you know, I actually forgot, completely forgot about that part. I did too, it. and it was a delight to see them again <laughs> with Private Party. And uh, Jack Evans and Angelico got that spot, which I thought was very fun. Uh, it was Jack Evans and Angelico that had the confrontation with Kevin Smith and Jason Muse. They were the chosen ones for that segment. Yeah. And now we uh, barely get to see him even on AEW Dark. Free with, the hybrid too, folks. And with that, we go to our anniversary to our observed anniversary of AEW Dynamite, episode 51, live, and we do mean live, from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur, and we go straight into the AEW Tag Team Championship match, now, uh, FTR this, this, versus this, this, Best Friends. I'm going to test a theory of mine here, Jeff, because um, I have said before, Every time that an AEW Dynamite episode opens up with everyone already in the ring ready to go without any entrances, the show is a banger. And this was one of those instances where there were no uh, ring entrances. We were just in the ring ready to go. Let's ring the bell. Well, uh, yeah, we will definitely test that theory. Um, So what did you think of this match? I thought it was a match. Um, you know, I thought what I, what I liked about it is that the best friends played into or played off of a strength of FTRs, which is, uh, you know, tag team oriented moves and, you know, a lot of doubles moves and, you know, quick tags and things like that. And the best friends showed off their abilities of the same, which gave them an interesting like matchup of like similar styles of tag team wrestling. I did like that part of things pacing wise. It could have been a little bit better, and I don't know if it ever really got into the next gear, but I thought it was a serviceable match. Well, I have I have a couple of notes on this match. First of all, um, I, I had a chuckle that as much as we crack on Jim Ross for flubbing his lines, and he did flub a couple tonight, uh, Tony Schiavone flubbed a line when he was talking about October 2nd of 1990 for the debut of AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Did he really say that? I mean, that? Sometimes, they, sometimes they have the same energy. Yeah, well, and so, uh, yeah, Shivani, uh, yeah, Tony, at least, you know, he covered, he, he realized he, he, he well, screwed look, man, up. He's just, he was still, uh, he was still coming off that nice massage and uh, just kind of feeling <laughs> the vibes, man, so... Give him a second; he'll be back. Hey, Let him get back into hey, the groove. Hey, that's, that, that's a spoiler for a for an upcoming segment. You know, um, you know what? Smooth, there, good boy. There, spoiler. There were some good. There was some good tag team action here. Yeah. Um, it, it was, but it was merely good. It wasn't great. And Agreed. I, I think that they spent. 
they devoted too much energy to the spot with sending you know Trent Beretta into the arcade game. That that yes. Kip Sabian and Pinnell before we're playing, so yeah, we we, we very cl- you just, so we very you just hate it like when you bring your arcade your arcade cabinet to work and you set it up out in the parking lot and you're just like yeah I'm gonna play some arcade games at my job at wrestling and then you're hanging out during a wrestling match and playing arcade games with your wrestling friends and then two wrestlers come and break your arcade game, should hate that yeah it totally sucks. But, oh, you know, so time. we very visibly see Penelope Ford run to the back. So we already know what she's what, what, what she's doing. We know what she's going to do. Maybe she was just devastated and wanted to go play a different game. Maybe she could have went and queued up in Fortnite real quick. You know, um, <laughs> maybe she was out there playing. Maybe she was playing Fall Guys and she was going after that golden crown. You don't know. I'm not familiar with Fall Guys, but that, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um the, the, the match ends with a belt shot, which, ugh, really? You know, it's it's FTR. They're dirty, dastardly boys. They do the dirty, dastardly stuff. That's yeah, how it works. I mean, it, but was it necessary? I mean, a whole lot of this match wasn't necessary. I thought the, the Kip and Miro stuff was tacked on, too. That didn't feel necessary to me at all. This yeah. whole match was fortuitous, essentially. They had to put all out every title on the line, so they had to make this match happen when this match probably shouldn't even have happened in the first place. If you're going to give the best friends a tag match, the tag another tag title match that they're ultimately going to lose, it should be on a pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. but Now uh, they've lost so... that title. They've, they've lost another title shot. For what? So they could start a feud with Miro and Kip Sabian? Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't... yeah. So at the very end, Miro attacks and we, 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 you know, just beats the shit out of best friends. We go to commercial and we come back and Kip and Miro are still in the ring, beating the shit out of Sean Maluda and Lee. I didn't catch his last name. Lee Johnson, I think his name Lee is. Lee Johnson. Okay. I think see, his name is Lee Johnson. See, I don't watch Dark, so. Yeah, I, he's I, been I, on Dark. And yeah. Sean Maluda is an Anoai. He's an Uso. Yes, he is. We, 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 oh, he is of, we, the, of the lineage. As we have discussed on this program before. So this was a this was a, a complete squash. I mean, yeah, Kip Sabian literally did, did one move in the match and then cut. A very bad promo, and then Miro cut thought, yeah. a slightly Sabian. marginally better promo. And Sabian's promo was weak, and, and and Miro's was very derivative of his WWE work. And, and that was a little bit what, what kind of threw me off on that one. And meanwhile, Penelope Ford has been completely fucking sidelined. She's there. She's uh, barely she's standing there. She's certainly she, standing there. What, what, when, when was the last time she had a speaking part? Uh, that's a great question. I feel like she said something. I mean, I guess. What was the last time she? I mean, was maybe on? this is part of. The, yeah, I, what was I'm, the last time I'm she? Hoping was... that this is part of the story, right? Like this is whole, a whole part of like the Sabians dickhead. So he's keeping her quiet. Eventually, that boils over. I, w- I would guess. And, and you know, we get something along those lines. What was the last time she had a match on on Dynamite? I mean, I, I Ooh, she um, maybe had has been on Dark a couple of times, but last month sometime maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. They only put one women's match per show on this fucking thing, so. Well, that's true. And you know, they. Yeah, I'm amazed that they remember to put one on tonight because the 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 teaser going into the show, you know, from from the the Equalizer, the second like the second time in three weeks they've played that movie tonight on Wednesday. They have like a list of movies that they play. Like it's it's always like the Equalizer, that Magnificent Seven remake with Chris Pratt. Or uh, Jack Reacher. No, I, I, those are the, they, mo- the they only movies got, that are on. No, they, no, they, 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 they've shown Tarzan. You know, the, the, the Samuel L. Jackson Tarzan a couple of times. 
Um, is that the one where uh, uh, the guy from True Blood is Tarzan? I, I don't know because I, I don't is know. Is Stellan Skarsgård's son? I don't know. Maybe. Ah, maybe. Or but, is that, I don't know. Anyway. I could the, be the, something. That's, it's Jungle Boy is Tarzan. Yeah. Jack yeah. Perry is Tarzan. That's uh, They got to do that eventually, right? They got to do like a Tarzan or wait, even better. George of the Jungle remake with, <laughs> with Jack Perry as George of the Jungle. Boom, 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 boom. You find boom, a way boom, to put Brendan boom. Fraser in it as like a different character. Uh, long story short, Miro is being completely fucking wasted with Cape Sabian right yeah, now. Yeah, it was an interesting way to start it out, but this didn't give me a whole lot of promise. I mean, we're probably going to get some good matches between them and the best friends or whatever, but like we're feuding over a broken arcade game is certainly one way to start it, I guess. That's and, the only way you can start it. That's certainly so, a choice. Here we go. All right. We cut, we cut backstage, and uh, Lance Archer is already beating the shit out of John Moxley, so uh, good to know that's going well. Um, Got to get started. Yeah, this is yeah. The, uh, one one can assume that Archer was beating the shit out of Moxley for pot- potentially exposing him again. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, he had a lock between. <laughs> Put his gloves and his mask on first. Uh, we come Box, back. It's gonna be like giant Bolsonaro of AEW. Just he's the leader that constantly has COVID. Oh God, no, no. We come back and uh, we have uh, another MJF X Chris Jericho promo, uh, in which MJF finally this one gives. Was fun. Again, you know, Oh, the the writing was pretty nice. Really? Because I didn't enjoy this. There, it, it it got away from it a little bit a couple of times. Like they just started to kind of lose the thread a little bit. But again, I think Jericho and MJF's chemistry carried it, and I think MJF is just very talented. Uh, he's good at this thing that he does. It did it did run a little bit long, um, but I did kind of like like the little things he did and like the. Uh, just the comedic stuff and the shtick of it. Like it's very old school comedy. His use of schmucks was very nice. He called the cl- the crowd schmucks. Uh, I, I, I will give, I will give prop for schmucks. Uh, yes. <laughs> I will give props for that and, one. Uh, and like the whole, like he won't, he won't say I'll join the inner circle and like hyping himself up to himself, but while still holding the, the, the microphone to his mouth. Uh, I appreciate it. Right, that. but I mean, I mean, it was just like you know when, when already Santana and and Sammy Guevara are completely over his bullshit already, you know. Yeah, which I think that's a cool dynamic that Jericho likes him and everyone else is like, no, oh, this, this guy sucks, man. Fuck this dude. Yeah. He gave uh, Sammy Guevara a big big coat. Yeah. You know, I, it made Sammy Guevara look even more like a child. Like he already has, like you know, he's very baby faced. And he's not a very big guy. So then you put him in this huge jacket, and it just really does look like he's wearing like his his big brother's hand-me-down clothes to school. All right. Yeah. So um, anyway, so the 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 long story short is the inner circle on Moss rejects him, but they Chris Jericho wants to you know smooth it over, and they go out for a steak dinner on next week's show. Okay, so two things about that. One, I'm very disappointed that they didn't kiss at the end of this uh, this segment. Two, it's okay because they might kiss after dinner because they're going out on a date next week. Yeah, that was that that was a choice. You, you know what? You know what, Jeff? Dudes rock. Yeah, the, you know dudes what? The, 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 there's a lot of choices being made on this show, and I don't think 
many of them were good it was ones. a dude it was kind of a dude's rock episode of the podcast of the not the podcast well it's always dude's rock episode at this podcast but it was kind of dude's rock of a show but not the best best dude's rock execution it was dude's rock spirit but it, it wasn't a plus dude's rock material yeah yeah no, i know i got you there we come back and uh Britt baker is at a spa with tony shivani and um my God, they're actually going to roll with this hideous line that Jim Ross said. Yes, a week or somebody two ago. watched Forty Year Old Virgin this weekend, and uh, they decided they were just going to run with this whole thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the the that line, the the baddest bitch in the business is that what it was uh, on the baddest block? Bitch in something on the block. Baddest bitch on the block. Um, now is just Britt Baker's thing. She's rolling with that. She's role modeling with that, if you will. Uh, and so that's nice. They're having a spa day and then they do the, they do the, the waxing the chest gimmick. Yeah. With, uh, Tony Schiavone, they wax off Shivani's chest and he gets to do his, uh, Steve Carell yells. Uh, and we all have a nice time and laugh like it's fucking 2005 again. I mean, you know what? Tony in the spa was, was, was pretty funny. I'll, 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 I'll grant that. I mean, he um, was having, here's the thing about it. You can always tell Tony's having fun during this kind of stuff, so like you just go with it, right? Right. Because Tony's having a – he's clearly having a great time. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't disagree. I mean, no, I didn't I didn't hate this segment. I just – you know, it, it's the, – the, the, there's a greater malaise happening here, and um, – but – We'll, but we'll we'll talk about that here. It's, In fact, with, yeah, with this next the match, episode overall, and we're starting to see, yeah, we're starting to see by now that this this episode has a strange energy to it. Um, um, and it's been it was kind of hard to nail down for me. Just it was supposed to be this one thing, and it didn't feel like that thing. Yeah, no, 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 I I, I agree. So, uh, during the commercial, we get a uh, kind of a you know picture in picture montage of some of the greatest moments on you know for the last fifty two weeks of Dynamite. And you know there were there were some good bits. Yep. There were there were some good bits there. Um, yeah, you all, got all good props. You got Cody jumping off the cage. You got uh, what else did they do? Uh, Mox, Cody Mox hitting cage. Death Rider on Kenny Omega through that glass table from the from the pilot. That episode. was the first episode. Yeah, that was uh that was in the pilot which I watched earlier. Yeah, that one's still pretty awesome. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was a good rules. moment. That was a good moment. Oh yeah. When we come back, basically all like the John Moxley stalking Kenny Omega and inflicting violence on him at any turn era was very fun. It was. I agree. They could always have they could like go back to Moxley and Kenny anytime. Right. Like I like at once every couple of years, you just do that. Uh, they, they, they might be doing it sooner than you think. But anyway, fine by me after watching that again. Yeah, cool. Do it again. Let's go. Our third match of the evening. Uh, Cody Rose def- Defending the TNT Championship now, now it, it gets to be the terrible neck tattoo championship once again against uh, yes, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. Although he, covered, he, had, he had that cool, uh, the, the cool guy kinetic tape over some of it. Yeah, today. yeah, he had, yeah. He, he was reliving his New Japan days with the, all the kinetic yes, tape the all tape over him. Cool athletic dudes. Uh, what did you think of this match? Um, it was. I thought it was really good towards the back end. It took a while to get off the ground. It was very deliberate and very methodical. I mean, for its purpose, right? Well, you know, we get to the finish. There was a reason it was done that way. It didn't totally grip me in until the back half, the second 10 minutes of the match, when I started realizing that, you know, oh, well, this match is 10 minutes. Okay, well, now we're looking at maybe this match going deep into it. And when you realize that there's a five-minute warning, you're like, oh, okay. 
this might really be happening. And then the drama builds up for what it ended up being. And I thought the finish was done quite well. Um, and I thought by the time they got there, it was good. But yeah, a tough first half for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly thought that despite some good, like you said, despite some really good moments in the in the in the second half of it, there was just no continuity in this match for most of it. And we had that, yeah. and we had sure. like a, a a nonsense bit with the 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 lower tier of the Dark Order interfering in the match. And yeah, it was just like, still, this was... Still yeah, this was just I not... Know, John Silver getting ejected was very... I mean, he's good at that, like, being that guy. Like, he's really... John Silver's really found this character. And so that's kind of fun to see. And I like Dark Order. But yeah, again, much like a lot of stuff that happened, it felt gratuitous and tacked on. Um, in a way, like, uh, you know, a lot of unnecessary stuff happened tonight, I feel like. Yeah, the, the, like the you were... sold the show on being like this, like it's all titles on the line. But then, you know, the, the title matches didn't really feel like title matches, except I would say maybe for this one, except for this one because the, of the time limit draw, and that's really why it did is because it went to a it went to a time limit. Yeah, and you know that that was kind of an interesting decision too to do a time limit draw on this, and we, we... that was the part I liked the most. If you want me to be honest with you, I well, thought it was really cool. Well, you know what? Well, here here's something else that, that that kind of took me out of this match too was the fact that they announced Darby Allen will be facing, you know, will be challenging for the title at Full Gear in the middle of the match. It's like, why did you not save that for the end? Their timing on stuff was really weird today in general because not only did they do that. Um, like 10 minutes before the main event, they announced that it would be a no disqualification match just randomly during the broadcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. Um, oh, Hey, by the way, this is going to be a no DQ match. Uh, cool. Enjoy everybody. Yeah. The, the, there's some strange time. The whole thing. Yeah. They were just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck tonight. It seemed like for, for, you yeah. know, for their big anniversary show. And like, let's face it, that Kip Sabian versus Miro match had no place on an anniversary show that that that's like dark material no, the whole thing it was a strangely timed show uh yeah and strangely put together and it wasn't what i expected and not really in a necessarily good way yeah. um there was some stuff to like and like to this point and to what we've talked about so far there was a few things to like here and there but overall, yeah, by this point, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, this show isn't my favorite they put on in the last uh, 52-ish weeks. Yeah, the, 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 this has been a r- real slide so far. In, in any event, time limit draw, uh, Cody Rhodes retains uh, by virtue of the draw. Good finish. The, Orange Cassidy really showed up. Um, it really did look like he was going to win at some points. And again, yeah, again, those last few minutes were hot. High drama stuff. So props to Cody Cassidy for a really strong finish. So they are going to revisit this in two weeks, they announced, later in the show. So yippee ki Yes. Like, almost immediately announced that they were going to have a rematch. Which, you know what? Good. Let's let's run it back and let's see if we can get a little more out of it. We go backstage and we get more uh, John Moxley beating the shit uh, and, and Lance Archer beating the shit out of each other. So, okay, cool. You know what? They're, 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 they're giving some heat for this match. Um... That's, and that's after this segment they announced it was going to be no DQ because they realized these guys aren't going to stop fighting. Yeah. Um, we come back and Matt Hardy has the entire damn family with him. And, oh, God, they are going back to the Sammy Guevara feud. Jesus Christ. Why? Dark Sammy. Dark Sammy. 
He's now he's he went from big jack he went from embarrassed big jacket Sammy he went in the back he took off the big jacket and he turned the lights down and he got mad and he was like now I'm mad Sammy yeah I just oh Jesus yeah, fuck, no, this, oh, fuck off like with this segment I, maybe it's a maybe it's like a mentorship for a Sammy Guevara type situation they want him around like a guy with who's like a pretty good dude you know who can like you know teach him good wrestling stuff but also like. Teach him to not be a creepy weirdo as well. Uh, so, you know, maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe it's more backstage than it is on stage. I'm not sure. I feel like you can use the last of Matt Hardy's stuff on something a little different because I, I don't know if how much Sammy Guevara benefits from these type of feuds right now. You know what I mean? I think him just going out and winning matches against various AEW contenders and challengers and guys on Dark is like better for him. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think like the legend feud is like a thing you do when you're about to springboard. I feel like he's still not quite there yet. Yeah, I, I think I'm, he's like a good raw talent, but years away from being like what he's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just you know I'm just over the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara shtick, and I, I'm done with it. And you know what? It's not the last thing that we're gonna have on the show that I'm completely over. Like this next segment in which we have a draw in the ring. For a four-way tag team match for the number one contendership for the AEW World Tag Team Titles, that's going to happen next week. I thought it was about to be like Vance's thing. We were going to uh, win Shahid Khan's billions, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there were just some names in that raffle thing for tag teams, and they weren't calling a lucky winner at home. Uh, the, the the teams chosen are Private Party, the Beaver Boys, uh, you know, now now in the dark order, of course, uh, the Butcher. Yeah, the Dark Beavers. The Butcher and the Blade, the Angry Beavers. Butcher and the Beaver. Whoa. (laughs) And, oh, yeah, of course. The The Young Beavers. And then the Young Beavers. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. The Hybrid Beaver. Like, like we didn't know that that was coming from, like, half a million miles away. Private Beaver. (laughs) Okay, well. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Beaver Party. (laughs) Private. Private Beaver. <laughs> okay, Private moving Beaver, on. Like when, uh, like, like, like when you still had to get your porn on like a still image magazine. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on now. Um, the Young Bucks then proceed to you know super kick everybody, of course, because you know they do, what they That's... do super kick it. Uh, you know, I, I I am not interested in this Young Bucks FTR feud. They they've built this. For two years, two plus years on being the elite, and now this is what it's come to. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily bad. I just don't think we haven't gotten, I don't think we've really gotten there yet. And, you know, we've talked about slow burn storylines and things taking a while to come to fruition and pay off before and it being worth it. So, uh, you know, it's tag team wrestling. I'll let it play out. Uh, I think that four way tag is going to be fun next week uh, for the number one contender spot at full gear. Uh, do we have a prediction for who's going to win that? Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's so going to be the fucking young. Got to be the bucks. Yeah, it's going to be the young bucks. We know it's going to be the bucks. I mean, it, it's nailed on at this point. Yeah, it's pretty much got to be the bucks at this point, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't doubt that FTR and the Young Bucks will put on a banger of a pay per view match either way, no matter how we get there. That I'm sure of. Yeah, I mean, just the, the, yeah, get, getting there, but just maybe the painful part. 
it's you know i think it could have been done better but i couldn't tell you how so here we are our fourth match of the evening uh hikaru shida defending the aew women's championship because they actually remember that they have a women's champion and oh yeah here's the women's segment yeah. of, of, of the of the uh of the evening against big swole uh i just have a uh, one note on this, and it's three check marks because I thought this was actually probably the best wrestled match of the night, in my opinion. It's what I expected to be the best wrestling match of the night. Like, I expected Bell to Bell for this to be the best one, and it delivered. Big Swole is a star. She, Big Swole is extremely legit. Sheeta's been a great champion, and Sheeta is a great champion, and Sheeta's carrying this women's side of the brand through, um, through no fault of her own. Uh, executives or creative or whoever's producing this shit to uh, uh, kind of keep the women's division held back. I think I still, I do genuinely think they're holding back the women's division at this point. Um, I would have liked to see big swole win this one. I think a title change would have been that kind of shot in the arm to help reinvigorate the women's division with a champion like big swole, who will be a great champion and uh, set up an interesting new set of challengers. You know, it gives Nyla Rose another crack at it. It gives a rising Abaddon a shot, who is, you know, don't look now, Abaddon's still in the top five of the AEW rankings each mm. week. Uh, so that is something really interesting. Uh, Britt Baker is still in the rankings at five and six, which I think is interesting, too. Yeah, but she, but you know, uh, she, but she's consistently on TV with promos, so, you know. It's true. You so get that, ranked up for doing promos. Yeah, that's how yeah. the ranking. You know, they, it's like it's like a QB rating. They won't release the actual formula. They won't tell you what the formula is. You just got to trust it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Anyway, no, I, I thought this was a good match. I thought that this was a good match. I'm glad that they actually pictured and pictured it for once instead of just cutting it in. You know, in the middle of the match for commercials. So I mean, the, yeah, the, there's was, that. I, I mean, I, I all I could think about is like, what if these women had like an extra like seven. Seven to nine minutes in this match. You yeah, know, if exactly. it was like about that length longer, you probably would have had a real bang. Right, like for, right. So I mean, they, they, they could have cut the 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 the, the Kip Sabian Miro match for this for, to do just that, but they did. They could have cut that. They could have cut some. They could trip some fat off the tag match for this. There's a lot they could have done. Could have cut uh, to the get Jericho MJF. Some of the M- Jericho MJF oh, for a while. Well, they could have cut some of that. They could have cut a. They probably could have cut some time off. For sure, if you yeah, like yeah, too long, yeah. definitely. So, uh, we then get a promo from Sean Spears for God only knows what reason, and I just my mind just went yep, just uh, <laughs> shut no, down. It's because he wants to he wants to wrestle uh, what Daniels or Scorpio Sky or Scorpio something? Sky. Scorpio yeah. Sky. Does he want to wrestle Scorpio Sky? All right, well, hey, it's a, it's a feud to get Scorpio Sky another victory on a pay per view. So let's do that. Let's get let's get Scorpio Sky featured on pay per views again, and let's get him another guy who's in the top five. He's eight and two, and uh, you know at this point, hard to deny a title shot to, because uh, he's one of the guys who hasn't had a crack at Mox yet. He had, his last title shot was against Chris Jericho uh, the night before Thanksgiving in Chicago. Also, his TNT title shot, but. Yeah, I mean, it's almost time for Sky and Mox. You give another one or two wins in a feud, there you go. And it I'll could... let uh, Sean Spears be one of those uh, stepping stones. Well, here's the thing. I think we know the direction of Mox's next feud because our final match of the evening is John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. No DQ match. Uh, joined at the booth 
by uh, three members of Eddie Kingston Gun. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Pentel Cerro Miedo, and Ray Phoenix joining the, the festivities. Oh, yeah. Um, I popped for... And Eddie Kingston on commentary. What's not to love, man? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hot fucking fire, but... Uh, I popped for the uh, for the immediate Death Rider to start the match. <laughs> yeah, fun hot start to the match. Good shit. Uh, you know, they I think they did pretty well with, with the time they got in this match. This wasn't bad. I think it was uh, you know a pretty serviceable no DQ situation. Yeah, no, I actually I I thought that this was a fun. match. I don't know if it was a good match, but it was yeah. a fun match. And sometimes yeah, that's, it had a lot you of good at that key through the two tables was fucking hot. Now I knew that they were gonna when I saw it sudden I was like, oh, they're gonna redo the ending from the Wrestle Kingdom match because that was the ending to the Wrestle Kingdom match too. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it was good shit. Uh, yeah, it was a fun match. These guys have good chemistry. Uh, Lance Archer is a good uh, big man for this promotion. Uh, he's really showed up. Yeah, he he, he has. Um, again, I don't know if this was a good match, It was, but it was a fun match. And the way that most of the rest of the show has gone, I was taking it at that point. You know? Yeah, yeah. We could have used a little bit of fun. And I will say, like, the end of this show almost made the whole thing worth it. Yeah, so uh, Mox retains with a crucifix pin, um, which I saw some some folk not too happy about. But you know what? I I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. Um, well, after watching the uh, after watching the first Dynamite, it was kind of an homage to the way they did the first episode because there were two cradle pins in the first episode of Dynamite, hmm. like reverse cradle pins. Yeah, uh, Cody won. He beat Sammy Guevara. With right. one and Riho beat Nyla with one. That's true. So yeah, I thought right. that was interesting. Um, after the match, uh, Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Phoenix come to the ring ostensibly to rescue Mox from Archer. But uh, afterwards, and they do rescue him. They do rescue him. Rescue but then, him. of course, Eddie Kingston attacks Moxley because he never he he never yeah, tapped. You know, he, he does his little he does a little gimmick about how we're boys and everything's cool and let's raise our hands and then bam spinning back fist into that rear naked chair. hurricane <laughs> got to say hurricane and, uh, yeah he's uh he hurricane yeah and he uh he chokes Moxley out and uh, tells him you know I never tapped I never quit uh you know he still he wants another shot at it yeah I think we're definitely going to see uh Mox versus Kingston coming up soon maybe sign me up Maybe yeah, like maybe like it. maybe like quit match for the for the title of full gear or something. An I quit match would be a really great way to do this. Uh, I'm also, so fucking uh, uh, in for an I quit match, uh, dude. Also, Eddie Kingston headlining a pay per view. I'm super in for that. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Um, on that note, no fucking. And yeah. with that, we end episode fifty-one. The one year and the observed one year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Can we talk we love briefly? to observe one year anniversary, fifty one episodes, but fifty three weeks or fifty four weeks later. Yeah. Um, can we talk briefly about uh, next week when they're starting the 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 Eliminator tournament? Um, the the brackets are are what they are. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Colt Cabana versus Adam Page. I, that, you know what? I, that's low key a fun match. That, that Kenny Omega, Joey Janela one. I think. I think. Colt, I kind of like Colt that versus one. Adam Page. I think will be a low key fun one too. Um, oh, I also think that one's going to be very fun too. Uh, Wardlow and Jungle Boy, and then 
Penta El Cerro Miedo contra Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember. I remember. Do you remember a couple of years? Do you remember? Yeah, a couple of years ago when they were having the a, a string of matches in the Indies that just were hot fucking fire. They made so much money oh, from getting money thrown in the I ring. Oh my god, I'm ready. It was that Warrior? It could have. It could have been an AAW show, but I think it was a Warrior show. Uh, Penta came out. And like did an open challenge and like who's gonna challenge me? Nobody wants to challenge me. Fuck it, I'll just wrestle Phoenix then. Yeah. And they just went out and had like a nine minute fucking banger. And like totally unadvertised. Oh, it was so awesome. Um yeah, I think I've seen them wrestle at the crash. Um I've seen them wrestle each other where uh, a couple other places. Did they wrestle each other at uh Lucha Underground? Yeah. Oh um, yeah, they sure did. Yeah, because yeah, because people don't remember yeah. Phoenix match rules. So. Yeah, because people don't remember that when when Penta was the 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 Rudo and and Phoenix was the 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 dyed in the wool Technico at the time, and yeah. yeah, they were just oh my god, those matches they were having were fucking incredible. And I, I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope they 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 even get like a quarter of that greatness if AEW yeah, gives them the TV time. I'm sure that one's going to be great. I'm so. very I'm, I. I think this is a this is a really interesting bracket actually, and you know they've they've done their tournaments so far pretty well, and I expect this to be a, a pretty fun tournament. These are some really good matchups that are going to lead to other interesting matchups eventually. It's probably taking us to Kenny and Hangman, but the journey there should be a real good time. Potentially, we could get another Kenny Omega versus uh, Penta match too, and you know they they low key actually have a a, so, a storied history that m- m- not many know about. <laughs> let's make so th- th- is that Penta Phoenix match next next week? Uh I don't know if that match particularly is next week, but they did say that the tournament was starting next week. Okay, so just in case it is next week, let's make a prediction just for Penta versus Phoenix. Who you got? Oh, Penta. I'm going Penta. Yeah, I'm going to say Penta too. Yeah, I'm going to go Penta too. All right, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's... I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I, I, I love Phoenix, Penta but, get out of here. but Penta needs to. But yeah, Penta needs some love here in the booking. So yeah, for sure. Uh, overall, this show really overall did not work for me, and that's a damn shame considering this was supposed to be one of their big event shows. You know, it was a stacked card, and I don't think it quite delivered on its promise. But there was some a few things to like. Uh, overall, not their best work. But it's been a good year of of this show overall, and I'm excited to see what the next year holds for uh, AEW Dynamite. Yeah, and and you know we have we had the cloud of oh hey you know two of their top stars maybe <laughs> maybe uh, yeah, tra- transmitting uh, a a a, 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 a pandemic disease right now. So yeah, that good. that, that, that good cut, good casts good. a pall on the proceedings, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's all I got for this one. Go ahead and plug yourself then. I will plug myself. You can follow me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV, no K's, all C's, uh, or at Twitch on Twitch.tv slash ThickFlare, where I've picked up Train Sim World 2020, and it's super fun. Uh, we just drive trains sometimes in the morning or late at night. Uh, in addition to you know my AEW streams, I'm going to bring back Lucha Underground. So the aforementioned Lucha Underground, we like to watch that on the stream on Mondays. So uh, definitely check that out with us too. Gotta, gotta, so give me a follow there. 
Yeah, you gotta have me on for when you do the oh, uh, the, sure. the, the the Pentagon versus Vampiro death match. Oh hell yeah, that's probably coming up. So I'm, I'll I'll look into that. That might be within the next couple of Mondays here. Yeah. Uh, so we got all of that. Uh, so yeah, Twitter, Twitch, Thick Flare TTV. Let's go. That's all I got. Uh, well, you also more or less run the the BGTD podcast uh, Twitter. Oh yeah, if you want to plug the the, the podcast. Uh, or the the, the Twitter uh, for the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, BGTD Podcast. That's BGTD, like boom goes the Dynamite Podcast. Uh, I do most of the posting from it, but of course we'll post new episodes there. I like to live uh, tweet during some events, and just I check in on it once in a while. If you have any questions for the podcast, uh, or if you have anything you want us to talk about on this, you can always on a Wednesday night, you know, tweet at us there and I'll take a look at it. I'll make sure I bring up your tweets here on the pod. We'll talk about it. I love interacting with other fans. That's part of why we do this podcast. So check us out there at BGTD podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at strong style story without the E in style on Twitter. Um, my personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Um, I may be ha- having a productive period of podcasting here coming up because, uh, you know, we have a uh, busting balls coming up, but also, um, G1 climax final is this weekend and, oh, shit, ne- that's right. and the but- next tour starts that following Friday. So Chris and I have to squeeze in a podcast somewhere to, uh, there you, you know, to, to get that in. Also, uh, I'd like to apologize if, um, the audio on my end isn't as great as normal, and you may actually hear me kind of breathing over things because I had to switch to my he- my uh, my work headset uh, on the fly because for some reason my mic was only picking up half the things I was saying. So uh, I, I got to look into that. So uh, yeah. So apologies and I'd like for... to apologize to the Blue Corporation and their wonderful Yeti microphone that I like actually and is good. Blue sponsor us. <laughs> With that, Paul, any I would final take words? blue or I would take blue chew. Either way. Uh, oh, yeah, Jesus. here's the final word. Let us sell dick pills. Blue chew. Give us a sponsorship. I will sell your boner pills right on this podcast. Let's do it, please. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>